no theme music today. Let's get into this. <laughs> I think it's like, I, I feel, I would feel bad playing like upbeat music to start off this episode. Well, we can just sing a sad version. On the <laughs> island. On Things the are island. Sad. On the island. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome back. We're on the island podcast. I'm Taylor Gaines. We're here for Survivor. Season 39 is... <laughs> is this going to be one of the last seasons, Ty? I, uh, yes. I, I think there's a chance that this could be one of the last few seasons and that I never made it on the show. But I also think that this could be... Um, a mountain that has to be crossed. I don't know. <laughs> They're certainly attempting to accelerate their own demise at this point. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I'm Taylor. He's, he's Tyler B. Commons, and we're going to try to break down the latest. You know, Ty, can I just say, <laughs> just really quickly, even though this doesn't matter, mm-hmm. I used to like doing this podcast because it was like a fun thing we could do about a TV show. It's like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this season has definitely made it hard to enjoy coming on here and getting to talk to an old friend and talk about this game that I, I still hold true to the fact that I love the game of Survivor. And I like when it addresses social issues. I think they've done a pretty but. poor job of it this season. <laughs> and that is not good. And it does feel... Um, it feels like a labor of love. This podcast. This this what the last few weeks, uh, last few months have felt like. Yeah, and the reason I say that's not important is because like, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're the least, we're the people the least affected by anything that's happened here. Mm-hmm. I'm just complaining before we try to talk about all of it. So, we've talked at length on this podcast this season about the inappropriate touching of Dan and the way that it was integrated into the game. I guess I should say inappropriate touching by Dan. Um, Yeah. And how it was used as gameplay by some people in ways that made a lot of people morally uncomfortable and just physically uncomfortable. And, and we've adjudicated at length, whether or not he should have been warned further or removed from the show. And to the extent which, survivor let down the castaways and the viewers by presenting a really uh sensitive issue in such a like thoughtless way seemingly (laughs) but i guess we should set the stage or at least try to clear things up more for people who did watch it essentially a normal episode pretty pretty benign and we, we can try to come back to this later but like you know elaine's afraid she's gonna go out she feels like she needs to win she doesn't so she goes out and then something suspicious happened where we went back to camp after tribal council did you feel that coming or were you not paying attention to the clock so i had sort of had it spoiled for me um as i've mentioned i have to watch the show the next day and, you know, I had a lot of people texting me and calling me and saying, oh, my gosh, bombshell, do you know what happened? And then as I was watching the episode, I was like, hey, this show runs 41 and a half minutes, 42 minutes, and we're at Tribal at, like, minute 31. Like, something is not adding up here. So 
I definitely knew something was coming again because people told me, but it the flow of this episode also felt a little bit awkward. Little old me, Ty. I'm just so optimistic. It like came back from Tribal and I was like, oh, I guess this is the part where Rob and Sandra are going to come out and tell everyone that they're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for some reason, I really believed that was going to happen. And then Jeff Probst comes running around the corner or walking around the corner and they see him and they're like, Jeff, what's, is it good news? It's bad news. And he's kind of trying to keep a straight face. He's kind of like, Oh, just, just hold on. Just wait a second. And, (laughs) and the camera pans around a couple of times, cuts around a couple of times and you start to see that it's just Tommy, Dean, Lauren, Janet and Nora and that Dan is missing and then you're like whoa (laughs) and Jeff says something pretty empty of detail where he just says guys Dan is being removed from the game he will not be back he will not be part of the jury Uh, it was not his decision and that's it and then they made the strange decision just another small sign of how clueless they've been about this whole thing to cut immediately to tommy saying man when you lose someone who you thought was one of your allies this late in the game it really messes with your chances of winning a million (laughs) dollars and then they cut back to everyone sitting there in shock and then the title card comes up black screen white words it just says dan was removed from the game after a report of another incident which happened off camera and did not involve a player and Ty, I, I was watching it last night, Wednesday night, and I thought, I just finished the episode. I'm, I'm going to get to bed early. It's going to catch up on some sleep. And then when those words popped up, I was like, oh, no. And then next thing you know, Ty, it was like one in the morning. I was on the Internet trying to figure out everything I could. <laughs> and, oh, man. What was your reaction? So... Like I said, I have to watch the day after, and there was already tons of media. I think I probably read more outside of the show coverage than I had in a long time, but that's because this isn't making just, you know, Entertainment Weekly and People in Hollywood Reporter, but this is, like, becoming national news, in a sense. And I I don't know how to handle something of this magnitude because you and I have said when we get to see real life social issues brought into the game thinking of things like Jack and Jamal where race is being discussed and obviously there's still a lot of racial tension or you see just different viewpoints and people that were raised differently you know you talk about Zeke being outed as transgender you thought you talk about people confronting somebody that might be same-sex attracted for the first time. And I think survivors handled those situations for the most part admirably. But this season, this stuff that's going on is just a clear picture of the way that they have been failing to handle the situation. And I don't, I don't want to say they're covering it up. I just think they're in unprecedented territory 
and the way they're handling it is really, really bad. I think that they are not... Uh, we've addressed this. I don't think they're making their players feel safe. I don't think that they're making the people surrounding Dan, um, tribe mates, um, in this case, one of the producers, are, they're not making those people feel comfortable. And yeah. and I think that's really the big issue. So we can unpack a lot of those things that you're talking about, but I, you just alluded to the producer, and I want to illuminate some of the details that have come out in the aftermath of this. And the main bit of reporting I've seen is from People magazine, where they appear to actually talk to sources, because as you know, Ty, we've talked about it even in much lighter times with this show where entertainment weekly is essentially just state run media for survivor Mm -hmm. and they just post whatever they want them to post. (laughs) But people had a lot more information. So they spoke to multiple people involved with the show's production who confirmed that the incident in question, which involved a member of the show's production team happened after an immunity challenge as Spilo that's Dan's last name and other contestants were getting into a boat to transport them back to the camp. At one point, he allegedly touched a female crew member's leg. According to multiple sources, he insisted that the contact was inadvertent and accidental as he lost his balance while trying to get into the boat. The incident was not caught on camera, but at least one other contestant witnessed it. The show's production team was not convinced that his story of it being merely incidental was convincing. After consulting with the show's legal team, producers eventually decided to remove him from the show. Sources tell people that he have, sources tell people that he vehemently disagreed with the decision to remove him from the game, and he was, as we said, removed from the jury and informed by producers and Survivor's legal department, CBS's legal department, that he would not be welcome at the live reunion show. Which I'm going to come back to that in just a second, but a lot there. <laughs> The first thing I want to say outright is that I would like to discard with any notion of Dan is innocent. Is Dan innocent? Because even though this story is being reported with just like anonymous sources and we don't really know what happened with this specific thing, we saw this on camera plenty of times Mm -hmm. and had multiple contestants both seriously and jokingly talking about how inappropriate and uncomfortable he makes everyone and i don't need to hear any more about that or have any more discussion about that particular part of it yeah i think what we've been shown is clearly pointing toward dan's guilt the 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 big question i have surrounding it because the the whole thing it's hard when something's not on camera and you know people are calling for transparency and i i don't know i don't know what to do about it because if if you have somebody who genuinely believes that he's not a problem but it's shown to be a problem and people are confronting him and people are talking to him i don't know why you give him more chances and i i think that's where the biggest failure lies is dan's clearly Dan is clearly guilty, and Survivor... This isn't a strike one, strike two, strike three situation. This is like a something big comes up, you need to address it, and you probably need to be more firm than you need to be lenient. 
this is also a weird like where your priorities at thing because as we've talked about this happened to contestants and they were like you know what we warned him it's fine but the second it happened to a producer they were like he's gone (laughs) and like i'm not meaning to say that it's like less of a problem that he did it to a producer it's just like such a bad look for them to basically ignore what was happening on tv and then finally care about it later yeah it's it's a tough look because people like um kelly are forced to like we say sit there and watch the person that she accused have nothing go wrong for them they were still in the game dan was never voted out of the game dan was removed by the production staff and obviously that is sort of the survivor gods stepping in and making something happen but really it it kind of feels the way that kelly has been saying where the accuser is the one that gets away with everything this is why people don't speak up and i think that that's you mean the accused yes it it negates people from being willing to stand up when things are going awry when things right like how how can you feel protected and feel like you can speak up about something if this is the way it's going to be handled uh in survivor let alone society or vice versa or whatever yeah and i i think kelly has been very She's handled this well. She put out a statement on Twitter after the episode last night that said, I'm going to just read the whole thing, even though it's a little bit long. Uh, Tonight, Dan was kicked off the show for once again inappropriate touching. While his dismissal has validated the concerns that I raised from the beginning of this season, I wish that no one else had to be subjected to this type of behavior. CBS and Survivor were on notice of Dan's behavior from the very first days of the game. And as Survivor fans know, shortly after I spoke up on camera, I was voted off the show. Since then... I've accepted genuine, heartfelt apologies from fellow castaways, but I've continued to feel disappointed by how this pattern of behavior was allowed to occur for so long. While I wish many things had gone differently, I'm glad that my decision to speak up made a difference. What is most important to me now is how all of us, CBS, Survivor, other organizations, and all of us as individuals decide to learn from this story and commit to take action. Lastly, I'm grateful to the many people who have reached out to me over the last few weeks to share their own stories and messages of solidarity. These messages of feeling supported and believed have been an incredible gift. Thank you. And and sadly, I just, I think that is the exact response we all have to have is we know the systems in place are still broken, but when you get a little bit of success, whether it comes right away or, or whether it comes too late, it's it's still a victory. And I think that is... I think that's where a lot of the media I read today is lost in that this isn't a victory. And I th- I think it's hard because you don't know. Life is messy and they had plenty of times caught on scene or on camera where Dan was massaging Kelly or touching Elizabeth's leg or whatever it might have been. And you need to step in then, but at the same time better late than never shouldn't be acceptable but it's what we were given so i don't know i don't feel as outraged and as emotional emotionally distraught 
over this situation as a lot of the media that generally follows this game. And, you know, like my heart does go out to women like Kelly and women who feel they don't have the power to speak up. But why are we viewing this as a loss when we can view it as a win? I think that's one of my biggest issues with the way that this whole situation is being handled. Well, I think in the long term, these kinds of conversations obviously are helpful and important. But like, we need to make sure to hold the show accountable for this being not a win. Like, it's one thing to say it's moving things forward to like societally, but like, if you're a production team, like, you have to protect your contestants more than they did in this scenario. And I think, sort of to your point, my outrage or whatever you want to call it is not affected by the end of this story because we saw this already. And it's more like I already felt like this was terrible and bad and wanted them to do something about it. And this only makes that more true, (laughs) if that makes sense. So, like... I don't know, Ty. It's just like, well, let me let me read what Jeff said, and, and this maybe speaks to where I feel a little more strongly than than you do, which is Jeff's comments about this whole thing, and, and with the caveat that they might have some kind of legal action going on and he's not allowed to say anything, mm-hmm. the kinds of things he is saying are not helpful or useful to anyone. Like... His quotes that he gave to Entertainment Weekly, like I said, the only place he'll talk to. Mm. Um, He said, I've endeavored to be as forthcoming as possible with you regarding everything that has happened this season. In this situation, out of respect for privacy and confidentiality, I can't say anymore. It's been an unprecedented season. Complex social issues were woven into the game in a way we've never seen before. With our contestants' welfare at the forefront, we've spent a lot of time discussing every layer of the situation with human resources, diversity, and inclusion representatives, show therapists, lawyers, publicists, and standards and practices. We all work diligently throughout the entire process to make the right decisions and portray an accurate depiction of what took place. We have learned a lot, and it will inform our process moving forward. He did add a little bit of detail for us contextually, saying, when we first told Dan we were pulling him from the game, he was not happy. We talked through everything for quite a while, and by the time he got on the boat to leave, he had calmed down and was very respectful as he departed. As I mentioned previously, we've learned a great deal and it will inform our process and protocols on how to evolve moving forward. While we still want to maintain the competitive aspect of the game, above all, we want to ensure that all players always feel safe and respected. These conversations, both internally and with outside organizations, will continue. And uh, I don't know. I can't say anything I haven't already said about this where he knows everything that's happening. He has video of everything. And he's talking as if they barely did anything wrong or as if this is just like something that happened and they couldn't do anything about it. And I just find that kind of baffling. Yeah. And I, I think that some of those arguments, some of those points are completely valid. I just playing devil's advocate feel like in the midst of a show where you have so many hours and hours of footage which producer coming to Jeff in the middle of those, you know, two days off between tribal councils to start the season, which ones are getting his ear, his ear, which ones are going to have time to talk about this, which ones are going, you know, that that's the only issue that I want to, I don't say I want to 
you know, I guess I am. I'm defending CBS and I'm defending Survivor in this instance. I think they did the best they can, but the best they can feels too late because like we said, there's so many different storylines because you don't know that ultimately this season, while you're filming it in those 39 days out there, well, 36 in this case, you don't know that Dan is going to be removed on day 36. So what you're doing is you're hearing all these different storylines coming and playing together. And maybe in hindsight, after they were done filming, you know, in April, between April and August, I think is where they have to do something. Like Hollywood Reporter said, they could have pulled the plug and not even aired this season and just given people money and said, yeah, this season it would have been drastic, but they, they might have been better off doing that. It would have been drastic. But I also think to err on giving them credence, if they said, hey, we're not going to air this season, you and I wouldn't be having this discussion. I think a lot of parents who watch with their kids wouldn't be having these discussions. So in that sense, it's horrible what these people had to go through. But is it more horrible to make them go through that and then have nobody know about it except for Dan and Kelly and this cast who inexplicably would be wiped from the memory of Survivor? And that that may be me playing devil's advocate, but like you and I are having this conversation. I don't know that we've had a a Me Too type conversation outside of this game, outside of doing this podcast. And I think that it's terrible. It's terrible what happened. I can't reiterate that enough, but it also is creating opportunity for conversation. Is it too little too late? It's easy to call people out. It's easy to say, yeah, CBS majorly screwed the pooch on this one. But that's not, ignoring something doesn't fix it. And I think that you can't you right. can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't say, well, we should have pulled the plug on this season and then nobody knows why. But you can't also produce a season that has something well, this big happen and criticize it as much as it's being criticized. I think that's where my biggest issue is. Like some of the articles I was reading I today think I talked see about your point. us yeah. deserving. Well, we deserve these answers. We deserve full transparency. We deserve to know exactly what happened. Why do I deserve it? Because I've watched this show for so many years because I love this show. So automatically I deserve to be brought in on legal ramifications because you know Dan's life has been torn apart by this. You know Kelly's gotten tweets. You know all this stuff is going on. Why do I, as a viewer who sits at home on a couch, deserve to know exactly what's happening day by day, filming by filming, well, press see, release by press release? But that's that's the thing, though. It's it's. I, I feel like it's not about what we deserve. It's about these people signing up to do this show and them deserving to be protected by who is essentially their employer while they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, they should be protected by them. And for them to have failed so drastically that, th- like, <laughs> these people have just been torn apart for weeks. Like, these, everyone who was loosely involved in it. Like, I saw this tweet. You remember when Aaron said... Uh, if this was going on, I would have known about it mm-hmm. because, like, he he just said that. And someone tweeted last night after the news about the way this ended. 
said, I want to hear what Aaron thinks. How could such a thing happen without him knowing? <laughs> Which there's a moment of dark humor f- for you in the midst of all this. Mm. Um, but like, like I, I think my main point is it's not about what we deserve. It's that these people deserved better, especially Kelly and peripherally some of these people who were made to look bad on television because they made bad decisions when being forced into a real life situation that was not meant to be part of a game Mm -hmm. and like like we talked about a few weeks ago like we can get mad at missy or elizabeth for doing things that were pretty gross but like the show shouldn't have let them get into that situation and to your point about erasing the season like and us not having anything at all like the problem now is whoever wins this season, no one's ever going to remember or appreciate it because from the merge on, we've been given a narrative that was like completely altered and distorted by everything that happened. And I, I think the last piece of that is that um, I think it's important to have conversations about it, but the show doesn't feel like it was equipped at all to facilitate those conversations. And I think, for example, the conversations we've had on our podcast feel like they're more thoughtful and uh, searching than anything Jeff has said or anything the show has shown us. And if you're going to show us something that's meant to further the conversation or teach us something, then it really doesn't help for, (laughs) for us to watch an episode where like Kelly is essentially voted out because of not, not because of it. I don't want to conflate things incorrectly. Correct. Um, where, where Kelly is voted out as part of the game in a way that like conflates all these things for the viewer and makes it really hard to understand what we're supposed to learn from this. Cause you remember after that episode, we were talking about like, well, I guess one takeaway you could have from this is that women lie to to get get advantages because like that was the way it was presented. And I think if you're going to treat an issue seriously and like take it seriously, you have to be more careful and respectful of your contestants than that. So Sorry, and, and I said a lot. No, that's fine. And correct me if I'm wrong. So were you saying it would feel better if we had a Sarah Lucina edit? For the second half of this season because it was clear in the tribe where zeke was outed by varner that sarah stepped up and said the best things and then she was presented as the winner the rest of the season and because we're not clearly getting to see kelly step up or janet one of the people remaining who took kelly's side set up as a winner it feels like the show has been transcended in a way even larger than the Zeke situation well, was a few years ago. I think you're hinting at what I think I'm moving myself towards, which is like, essentially it felt like there was justice. It felt like there was comeuppance in those cases. Mm-hmm. And here it felt like Dan faced no consequences for his actions. And even at this point where they kicked him off from the show it was vague and there was no real explanation for what happened and he wasn't actually punished for the thing we saw him do repeatedly. Mm. So I think that's where it stems from for me is like it's important to have conversations 
based off of this, but it's also important not to pretend that Survivor handled it well and that the way they handled it is how we should handle it. Yeah, I think that I think that we haven't seen a good picture for how to handle it. And I, where I disagree is I don't think trying to tie a neat little bow around this situation is going to fix things moving forward. I think that conversation still needs to happen. I think CBS does need to issue an apology. And I think that if other people in our country are having conversations like you and I get to have at least weekly... I think that despite how hard and despite how gross and wrong it feels, choosing to air this season was the right choice. Yeah, maybe I'll come around to agreeing with you <laughs> in a year or two because I, I agree with the sentiment of, of like we should grow and learn from bad things. Mm-hmm. But right now feels like the time where we are meant to hold Survivor to a higher standard as and as like a network or cbs just to like do better yeah (laughs) and it's it's just i don't know i I find it frustrating i I think the last piece of this is the live reunion show won't be live next week Mm -hmm. um it's actually gonna go it's actually gonna tape at 1 p.m pacific time rather than 4 p.m which is much earlier than normal Uh, A source close to the situation told Entertainment Weekly that the change was made due to the sensitive nature of the material this season, (laughs) as well as security concerns for the contestants, and to make sure the players feel as comfortable and safe as possible while discussing what happened out on the island. And then they added this bit, because they're state-run media, while the program will not be airing live with its usual 10-second delay, the expectation is that it will still appear in its entirety without any edits, (laughs) (laughs) which... We'll see if I believe that or not, but I, I, I think they're actually doing the right thing in the sense that number one, Dan won't be there, and if he was there and it felt like they were protecting him in some way, it might be a little different. But I think for once they are finally protecting the people who were unfairly like. <laughs> dragged through this situation Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably better off that being said it's going to be weird to watch a live reunion show where they essentially don't address this probably yeah it's going to be tough because this is this is the issue everyone's going to want to talk about and we're going to in a sense be forced to talk about a game that as we've said it feels like all the major players are voted out the last few weeks and we're just kind of limping across the finish line yeah, and like I was saying, it's just hard to care about the game at this point. It's sort of like if you're watching a sporting event and like the star player like tears his leg in half and then you're like, well, guess we should just go back to watching the game now. <laughs> and that's a terrible analogy, but it's that kind of thing where like the real world has intruded on this so much that like I don't know how to just go back to watching the show. Because even if Janet wins, who was pretty much the only person to make a moral stand in this whole thing and like came come out looking good mm-hmm. uh it's it's still gonna be somewhat tarnished it's not gonna feel like justice you know yeah it's it's gonna feel i think this is a wound that can't be healed with a month off before next season begins i think this well is- yeah so that's the that's the big question i wanted to ask you is like does how does this affect the next season like 
they've already filmed the next season and i guess at this point the show after that might be in question but like like what what do you do with that yeah i think it's i think it's tough but next season is a totally different cast with a totally different set of real world problems like I have no idea. Maybe they're going to come in and they're going to make us feel bad for all those people, you know, like that win the lottery and then just end up in ruins. Maybe that's what some of these winners have had. So I don't know. I I need to, for the sake of my own sanity, I need to figure out how to compartmentalize this season and move towards next season while always letting this hover over what is yeah, to come. Yeah, sort of the never forget kind of thing i I, i'll actually read you you told me to read this article on the ringer.com today and i'm I'm gonna read the last paragraph of this because i think it puts a nice button on all this pretty well and you just alluded to it with what you were saying about looking forward to the next season riley mcatee at the ringer.com wrote the best case scenario for cbs now is that island of the idols will go down as the worst season in the show's history while spurring some actual change to the show's producers and how they manage the safety of their contestants. The worst case scenario is that this season becomes an existential threat to the future of Survivor. If the show can't keep its cast and crew safe, then it is failing in its most important duty as a television production. And if it ever becomes clear that Survivor misrepresented how events happened this season, then the audience's faith in the show as a neutral narrator of events should be shattered. But the fact that Dan was ever in a position to touch someone again has already done irreparable harm to the foundation of trust that Survivor is built upon. Yeah, it's 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 a tough look to come back from. Yeah, to steal from the ringer, tough look for our guys. Guys. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Listen to binge mode. Good podcast. Um here's a rough transition. The cast in next season tie will not be entirely different. Because I believe our friends Rob and Sandra will be there. They will. uh, Talking. And and they had a hell of an episode before all this stuff happened that I do want to try to find some time to talk about. Just if we can try to have a more lighthearted conversation for a minute Mm -hmm. before we leave. They had Dean come visit and taught him. Remember, Ty, everyone who goes to Island of the Idols gets a lesson. Yep. <laughs> they taught him about jury management. Nope. Which was <laughs> which entailed them describing to him how you have to impress the jury, show the jury you're playing well enough that they'll want to vote for you, not just make it to the end, but like prove that you deserve to make it to the end. And then Ty one of if if not for everything else that happened, this would have been one of my favorite bad TV episode, uh, moments. It's not just getting to the end. It's how you get there and telling a story. So what we're going to do is we're going to offer you a chance to flip a coin. If the coin lands on yes, then you get an advantage. And if no, you lose your vote. And then they proceeded to convince him that deciding to flip a coin was a moment he would be able to point to in front of the jury (laughs) to prove how bold of a player he was saying you need moments of brilliance to win survivor this could be the difference (laughs) and i just wrote in my notes how dumb yeah you're telling me dean's gonna walk in and say hey kelly you were voted out because you stood your moral ground 
I flipped a coin. Vote for me. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> it's completely absurd. And it has nothing to do with jury management as much as it is with building a resume. Like, why call it jury management? Call it building a resume. Yeah, it was dumb. Island of the Idols, that's my verdict on Island of the Idols. Dumb. I'm still convinced that this season it was not as bad as Ghost Island. I'm sorry. That's my hot take. <laughs> well, I think maybe it's hard to compare. It's apples and oranges. I think the theme is probably not as bad. Well, yeah, that's, the, that's uh, what I was talking about. The theme. Yeah, yeah. Surrounding Certainly the, the way the season has played out has been far worse. <laughs> Much worse. But theme wise, I think this theme is better than Ghost Island. Uh, we can say goodbye to Elaine. That's the other piece of this episode that we haven't touched on just with everything else. Uh, she was an entertaining player. One of the charming, like, I've never been to a big city type players that they bring on every now and then. And, uh, you know, I liked her fine. Yeah, I think we got to fall in love with Elaine on the first episode. I think she owned the first episode. And... Yeah, I feel like they actually blew it. I, I feel like she started off so hot and they kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. And and she was fun and she was exciting. And like you said, she was the the character that never been to a big city. But I thought they did a lot of justice for her during tribal council today in that she got to talk about her mom passing away and she feels like, you know, she's never been dealt the full cards or I think she said she lives a glass half empty life. And you got to see people who out there on the island, and this is where it's beautiful, like people actually genuinely like each other and they get to love each other. And you got to see Janet. One of my notes from Tribal Council was I freaking love Janet. Like the way she handled it, the way she talks directly to Elaine and says, you know, there's light on the other side. Things are going to work out. Like I'm older than you. It it might be dark right now. You got to stick through it. Like, I think that this was a very good fitting answer to the end of Elaine's survivor story because I think she is a character that most of America, especially if you have a heart, fell in love with. And I I am sad to see her go, especially because I felt like her game got derailed. Or or maybe it didn't. Maybe she never really had a game except to be likable. You know, she wasn't the top strategist. But um, I think they did do justice in the way that they sent her off. Yeah, I actually kind of teared up a little bit. I thought it was pretty emotional. But part of it for me was like, Janet, she's like, she's such a good person, Ty. I I don't even know. (laughs) Like, I feel like you can tell the character of someone by the way they treat others when it is at the expense of themselves. Mm. And like, she has repeatedly been a kind loving empathetic person towards others in scenarios that don't benefit her obviously the kelly situation where she put her whole game at risk to try to help the girls out by getting dan out and we have talked endlessly about that but then even a moment like this episode where elaine was talking about her mom dying and how hard life was and janet just like grabbed her by the shoulder and was just like you're gonna be fine like you're great and we all love you and care about you and it was just like so powerful to watch like a good person be a good person on this show that even in a normal season is full of people lying and backstabbing a lot mm-hmm. and just like 
to see her step up repeatedly has cemented her as pretty much the only person I'd like to see win. Yeah, I think she, uh, you know, along with Dean, because I, I picked Dean to win, I think that <laughs> I think Janet is really number one in my heart um, as far as contestants that are left. Well, I say we do our, like, version of power rankings this week, which is just going to be three people most likely to win in each of our eyes. Do you have anything else you want to touch on before that? No. I'm uh, Other than Rob was fantastic in Tribal Council, <laughs> I loved how excited he was about everything. Um, it was really funny. It, it, was, it was good, and I'm excited to get to see him out there playing again. Is he going to go home first? There's a good chance of it. Is Sandra going to go home second? There's a good chance of it. But it's it's fun, well, and, and they played the part really well today. Apparently we've apparently we're going to see them join the game next week too based off the previews so we'll get to see how they had this twist ending in their minds yeah, for once. Yeah. Uh, a friend did point out to me yesterday which <laughs> I hadn't thought of this whole time we've been talking about it that their theory was survivors basically just trying to capitalize on the idea that people really like YouTube reaction videos where they just have people reacting to like the red wedding in game of thrones or something and you record it and put it on the internet because that's essentially all rob and sandra have functioned as this season is just reacting to things that happen in tribal council yeah they're not wrong the average attention span is like 12 seconds now that's not true but that's what it feels like (laughs) all right ty who do you think you can do this whatever order you want most likely to win out of the five remaining players which is Dean, Lauren, Janet, Nora, and Tommy. Most likely to win. Or who you want, however way you want to approach it. Yeah. I think most likely to win is one half of Lauren and Tommy. And it looks like they might be pitted against each other early on next week. So I'm not really sure which one of them, but I think... I think they are sort of a 1A, 1B, and either one could fill that slot. I do think that if Dean makes the final three with, like, Tommy and Nora, I think he could arguably win, and my prediction could be right. But if you ask me, he's he's a distant third. I'd say Janet is sadly fourth, and Nora is fifth. All right, so you got to pick Lauren, Tommy, who you got? Lauren. I think Lauren is a better strategist. I tend to agree. And I think Lauren has more friends on the jury that will respect the move she's made. Mm-hmm. Not that they won't respect Tommy, but I think he really has to take her out like now. Yep. If he wants to have a chance to win. Um, I agree with you. I think it's those two. I think they're making a stealthy Dean edit all of a sudden that he might come in, but I'm going to put Janet as my number three just because that's all my heart wants. <laughs> And she did find an idol this week, which was a nice moment. She did. She made my she made my typical top three power ranking for that reason. Although, did they say she, her, the last chance to play it was at six? The last chance was at five, which is interesting now that they've sent Dan home because there's only five left. And I guess we've also been robbed of watching Dean play his fake legacy advantage at six. Oh, thank God. That probably actually helps his game a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we will have three hours of something next week, and I'm not sure how it's going to feel. 
but Survivor's going to be mercifully over for the year after that. I think I can, I'm comfortable saying that. Survivor will come to a close, and we will have to see who is the sole survivor in one of the craziest on the island, off the island, around the island stories we've gotten from Survivor in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to add. I've given a lot of thoughts, and uh, I just want CBS to do better. Listen, listen to victims, Ty. That's, my, that's another one. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Yep, fix your game. Fix your game. That's all I want. <laughs> <sighs> all right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I'm glad we were able to talk about this this time, Ty. I know I threw you to the wolves last time when the merge episode happened because I was traveling and you had to record this by yourself. So it's always good to have a real-life conversation. Try that once in a while, America. Sit down with someone. Talk to them. <laughs> Listen to us and then go talk to other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's all talk to each other. All right. He's Tyler B. Commons. I'm Taylor Gaines. Any last words? Um, follow On the Island. We have a website. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Ontheislandpodcast.com. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at on the island pod you can find us on instagram at on the island podcast and leave us a review on itunes apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening everyone we will talk to you once more when the dust has settled goodbye take care bye-bye I'm not good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is right.